Next on the number one tee, it's Golf Talk Washington with your ever-humble caddy, Josh Kearns, on Sports Radio 950 KJR Seattle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Ah, rain and coronavirus be damned. It is time to tee it up with Golf Talk Washington. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the new season. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. Yes, we have expanded from Golf Talk Seattle. We're now Golf Talk Washington. And why that? Well, it reflects our expanded focus and reach with the stories we're going to be telling this season, the places we're going, as well as our continued partnership with Washington Golf. And that's the new name of the Washington State Golf Association. Speaking of wall golf, I will have a chat with Big Cheese Troy Andrew about the name change, why their focus continues to be on golf for everyone and all of the great offerings, what it means for you. But first... You know, if you had to pick one company that's had a major impact on golf this past decade, I'd argue that Top Golf has got to be at the top of the list. It's high tech ranges who have created a whole new way to interact with the game. Whether you're a longtime player or a first time swinger, and so many people are putting clubs in their hands because of it. And the company's expansion into other techs, such as the tracer technology you see on TV following the shots, those top tracer systems popping up at ranges all over. They've had a major impact as well. And Topgolf is now making a major move indoors. The company recently debuting its first Topgolf lounge in Kirkland. And while Topgolf is headquartered in Texas, turns out executive chair Eric Anderson actually lives in Kirkland. And he commutes to HQ regularly. He's got a lot of frequent flyer miles, that's for sure. Anyway, Anderson was kind enough to take some time out of his nonstop schedule and sat down with me recently at his office in downtown Seattle. We had a great conversation about Top Golf, the role of technology in golf going forward, and a whole lot more. Eric, so first of all, thank you for 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 joining us coming here. Back. For yeah, for coming back. Top Golf continuing its expansion. Let's talk specifically first about the lounge by Top Golf. What is it and why do it? Well, thanks. It's great to be back and of course great to talk to a the golfers, right? I always like to talk to the golfers. So hello, golfers. <laughs> so Top Golf has had a lot of success in continuing, you know, to bring, you know, sort of our culture and our experience, right, to people. And when we've studied different ways to do that and looked at it, there was clearly an opportunity, you know, to add a product like Top Golf Lounge. Uh, it's a indoor experience. Uh, the same enthusiasm, it's still staffed by Top Golf, which is what we think always makes a difference. But it uses our in partnership with Full Swing, so it's our, it's our simulator experience, really coupled with a, you know exciting food and beverage uh, operation that brings together just a really fantastic, uh, you know, we think indoor-outdoor experience. We've got an outdoor lounge as well. Uh, and so it was just a place where people who like Top Golf, who like connecting people in meaningful ways, that's why we exist was just another way for us to do that. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic, you know, event place. Uh, it's a fantastic place in the mornings to bring, uh, you know, our golf buddies. We'll be, you be able to play golf, you know, all year round. So it's really multi-purpose all the ways, you know, we way we can use it. Well, let's talk about Top Golf in general. I mean, you have revolutionized, I would argue, 
the golf experience, or at least dramatically expanded it beyond the traditional golf experience. And the purists would say, oh, that's not golf, which I think is a load of crap, first and foremost. <laughs> but what you've done is made it fun and accessible in a number of ways for a lot more people that can't go and play, either just take the time to play a conventional round of golf or don't have the skills or are intimidated. I don't want somebody who's just learning out in front of me, and they don't want to be in front of me. And I love that Top Golf has made this experience that everybody can go and do. Now, granted, we don't have any Top Golf ranges here yet, but I know that's coming. We have the Top Golf Tracer; it puts in places like right. that. But I think that's you know, to me, I love that the Top Golf ethos is everybody can put a club in their hand and enjoy it at whatever level they want. Well, I agree with that. Obviously, I think we have uh, we certainly expanded the game. We certainly make it more accessible. And at this point in time, I feel we've proven that we can, obviously, we're doing that at scale. We'll have over 20 million, you know, visits across all of our, you know, all of our venues. And the top tracer range experience you referred to is growing, you know, rapidly around the world. So everyone is able to enjoy golf. And I do think it's golf. If you hit a golf ball toward a target, you know, that's, that's golf. Um, and you can take that skill or that capability and go anywhere that you like. You can go on the course. Uh, or of course you can come, you know, to our to the top golf experiences. I think it's also true that we're making it easier to learn the game and get introduced. And then, of course, we can make that switch, you know, to green grass golf. And of course, if you pick your times right, you know, going Saturday morning at eight uh, is when the serious golfers, like everyone on this radio show, might be there. But there's a lot of other times, right, where uh, new golfers can, you know, get out there on, on the green grass and really enjoy it. And, and we try to facilitate that, of course. And you've pioneered the intersection of technology and golf, whether it's uh, your purchase of Tracer. I forget what the company was called. That oh, I, Pro Tracer, now Pro, Top Tracer. But yeah. You know, the use of the RFID chip in the ball so that it, it there's just so much more that you can do. But it's still, at the end of the day, hitting the ball to the target. How do you balance that out where the technology doesn't overtake so this doesn't become just a video game and, you know, a VR experience and you no longer have the skill and that joy, that feeling when you actually nut something right square in the center of the club face? Well, we use clubs, so it's not virtual, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, the point is we use clubs. It's not virtual. Uh, so that, you know, that's why it's a, that this part of our, is an authentic golf experience. But you're right. The, uh, the I think what's interesting is like Top Tracer, for example, brings the people the, the game together because we all we're using the technology you see on broadcast TV with the pros, and then that's now being dispersed widely. So that's a real piece of connective tissue that you say, oh, you know, I, I see my shot on exactly the same broadcast technology that is on the tour as we bring all that data together, right? You, we could say, well, if I'm hitting a seven iron like this, show me all of Tiger Woods' seven iron, you know, last two years, for example, on the tour, we could actually pull that together. I personally wouldn't want to compare my seven iron to Tiger's, but maybe there's, well, there's really no one in the audience probably who really wants to yeah. do that, but maybe there's somebody who thinks that would be fun. But, you know, those, the technology actually becomes connective as opposed to, you know, competing or as opposed opposed to replacing, right? It just gives us more ways to share, you know, the golf experience, either by how far we hit it, you know, we can have things where you hit it, how high you hit it. We recently, at Top Tracer, for example, had an international competition, so all the Top Tracer ranges in the world got to play a series of games, and that was, that was the first time we'd ever done it, really the first time anyone's done something like that. It was a, really a huge success, so we see that, 
you know, coming where basically everybody in the world is attached to a game that's not just 18 holes, but it could be, you know, shot of the day, challenge of the day, things you see at CrossFit or experiences you might see, you know, at, at Peloton. So I think the technology is just bringing the golf community more together. It's just very connective. We've seen golf participation pretty stagnant over the decade. You always hear, oh, more people are playing because Tiger's playing, blah, 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 blah. But we know it's, it's fairly mm-hmm. consistent. Has Top Golf, do you think, is there a direct correlation between people actually getting out on the golf course, taking up the game when they've experienced they've gone to Top Golf Vegas or Hillsboro, our closest mm-hmm. range right now, and then saying, I want to go out and actually learn or at least try to play golf? Yeah, I don't remember the exact statistics, but the National Golf uh, Foundation did a bunch of research and. It was 20 or 25 percent of the people who had gone out and were new to golf had started their experience at Top Golf. So there's a lot of there's a lot of connection between going to Top Golf and playing, and going to green grass. So we are a major force in introducing golf, especially obviously to young people because you know they love they love the fun of Top Golf. Where are we at with getting our range open here? I'm dying. I do not want to have to go to Vegas. I was in Houston this week. And, you know, you go to Dallas. When do I get to go drive down to Renton or wherever you're going to put one? Yeah, well, I, you know, we're working in Renton. That, that's known. And we're in the final throes of the conversations, you know, with the city and the city planners and everybody. So we don't have an exact date. We're very, you know, we're optimistic. Uh, but we would hope to be able to make some announcements soon. But we're working really constructively with with everybody and um you know we bought land there and all those things so we're we're close you know i would hope you know we we know how long it takes so we know we can't get it built this year but i would certainly hope you know we would hope by next year we should be up there i just don't know when would have been nice when that snow was going on about a week ago to yeah, have that you know i can you know come back to the kirkland you know yeah. our, our lounge right product here's where i think it's gonna be fantastic so we have five really great simulator experiences in there but and, and certainly in the evening, we think it's going to be just a fun, you know, fun social scene. You know, part of what Top Golf's known for. But we also think in the morning. Uh, so we're a golfer. You're a golfer. Here's and, and we're going to do this, right? People love when I say mm-hmm. this, and they say, but here's what we're going to do, right? We're going to reach out. I'm Inglewood, Seattle. Right? We're going to reach out to those folks and say it's winter, but why don't we come Saturday morning, right? Because you know, obviously. The people who are going to come Saturday night aren't up yet, right? So we'll let them wake up later after Friday night. But we'll be able to come and you, we'll be able to have little tournaments. You can play against each other. We can play club against club, right? We can do closest to the pin. We can. I, one of my favorites. I want to find the like the seven, say the six best par threes, seven or whatever at Pebble. All these things. We have a little par three contest. So we can all come as golfers, right? This audience today, and you know that's authentic golf. I mean the full swing simulators. That's what Tiger uses you know, uh, at his home. So we can actually have the golfer experience, you know, any of those times. And I think it's going to be great. And, and I'm, I really think we're, again, be able to pull the community together, like we talked about how the technology connects us. And I think we'll have like the Top Golf Lounge Challenge or whatever tournament, give a trophy. And Seattle can play Inglewood, can play, you know, whoever, you know, Overlake, if over Lake, you know, they they probably won't show up. They're scared, you know, as Over Lake players. So I'm kidding. <laughs> just had to, just had a little shout out, you know, to David Kenyon, whoever plays at Over Lake, my friend. But you know, you know who else plays at Over Lake? Mclemore has just recently joined yeah, Over Lake. Well, you know, and, he's reached out to us from time to time. So you know, and, and you know, we, we maybe get Russell, and you know, we get the Seahawks. But the the fact is, we can activate the golf community all the time. And it doesn't take forever, right? So we all love the we all love, especially when the weather's nicer to go out and play all day. But if it's 
you know, like it is now, no one wants to be out there. Only a few want to be out there six hours. But coming into the Top Golf Lounge for a couple hours in the morning, having a nice breakfast, having little interclub competitions between ourselves, I think that's going to be a big win for you know for this men and women, you know, youth, kids. I think I think we're just going to be able to program that to do a bunch of fun things. Um, it's the first one in the world, uh, so I think we have the opportunity to sort of grow it and create it together. But again, that technology and is what brings us together to be able to connect across that. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see who's going to be the first, you know, Top Golf Lounge Club champion. Mm. You know, shout out to my Englewood guys, but I think, you know, there's some good players out there. Seattle Golf Club. Well, in the net division with my nine, maybe I've got a shot there. I will not be in the gross there. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, in, in terms of the, the choice to put this in Kirkland, obviously Kirkland Urban, for those who aren't familiar, a really growing district for entertainment, for business, Google, Facebook, all of these high-tech companies in there. People might not know, even though Top Golf is based in Dallas, you actually are based just up the hill. Is there a direct correlation between the first Top Golf Lounge being within a a, you know, a, a bike ride I, or I a walk? walk. Yeah, I can walk. Is that why it's? I've there? walked it several times now, so I, I know I I know I, I I know I can at least walk there. I haven't decided if I can walk back yet. <laughs> it is uphill. Yeah, it's that's a long way, but um, no, it's not. Yeah, so well, why Kirkland? I, I, yeah, so no, I think the. Um, there's not really a direct, you know, correlation to that, uh, but Seattle is a great, in the greater Seattle area in Kirkland, right? Uh, you know, clearly is sort of a leader in technology and all kinds of activities. It's a great golf community, and, and we had the right opportunity that Kirkland Urban is like a great kind of place for us, you know, with all the businesses around that. So it was a natural fit. You know, we, we've had the Tracer technology here. It's been well received. Obviously, we're looking to turn this into a whole top golf community right with all forms of a tracer the lounges swing suites and of course the large venue and then how do you uh look at when you look at your future and trying to continue to scale and create innovate create new experiences what are the some of the criteria you use how do you look and say this is really what's missing or this is this is why we you know one of the things we need to try because we've not done that before how does eric anderson and leadership team identify where top golf needs to go next I, I, the way i look at top golf as it relates to the sport now is that we've essentially created the modern digital infrastructure for the global sport of golf so let's unbundle those pieces because that's a lot of words. So the first thing we did is we've actually built the modern distributed stadium network for golf. So if you think about our top golf venues, they look they have the same characteristics of like, um, you know, CenturyLink, right? We have we have 20 million people who visit there. They're fully integrated with screens and food. So it's sort of a, it's almost like it's a stadium kind. It's the equivalent of a stadium experience. Right. We have as many visits as come to the stadiums of the NFL and, and the NBA, for example. So that was the first piece. And that it's integrated that you can play and watch. Just like if you go to an NFL game, everybody's on Wi-Fi. And it's that sort of experience. Um, then we created, uh, we really with Top Tracer Range, we're really taking individual practice facilities and turning it into a global game network. Because once you have Top Tracer technology in there, like I described, and we connected the whole world, right, and we had, I think, 14,000 people play on a Saturday, hmm. right? But now when we put all the ranges in the world, there's a, a roughly a million bays, wow. hitting bays in the world. So our goal, vision, right, is to have Top Tracer connect all million bays. 
that's 40 or 50 million people. That means we can all play together all the time. So we can play against each other, we can get content, we can get lessons, right? People can sell you things if you want to, like, if you need another ad in your life, we'll be happy to, <laughs> happy to give you another ad, right? But, but in that regard, we've created, right, the digital game of golf. Um, our swing suite technology, right, allows us, right, to take, you know, to take us into the home or to all these venues. It also allows us, right, if you think about what happens now, what a new tournament experience will look like, right? Our technology uh, will be in all the tournaments. So what does that mean? What does a tournament of the future look like? Well, our top tracer will be live at the range. And so pros can hit there. We'll set up a studio environment, and they can have a contest, and then anyone on top tracer can play against the pros when they're just practicing at that tournament. The, um, well, our swing suite technology, we should be able to have swing suites inside tournaments where you can actually set up the par threes. We could have four little locations you could go around, and you could play the par threes against the pros, so you'd have a tournament in the tournament. And we've just recently announced in Europe the European e-tour using our WGT game, where last year they played, they actually played the eSport, right? We set up a little arena at the tournament. You play the whole tournament, you just play it on WGT, World Golf Tour, and others. That actually is the most digitally integrated sport in the world. You can play the game tournament at the tournament. We have a venue system, and we've got a global game network, and we have eSports. So that's what, that's what Top Golf has created along with all the other leaders in the sport. So we've built the modern digital infrastructure for the sport of golf. And that, and since sport golf is the ninth largest sport in the world, I think something like that, it's very large, you know, it's a global game. So that's why we're seeing all that growth. So we look at all of that global audience, true golfers, so the active golfer with this audience, but people who like the game. And we bring all of those people together again where the technology, right, connects everybody around the great game of golf, both who are avid golfers uh, or kind of golfers like me, and then the people who are just introduced for the first time. But children and families, you know, when we see what happens at a top tracer range or at the venues or at the lounge, you'll see it, right, when you see everybody come together, right? Moms and dads, now it's Saturday morning. What are we going to do? Let's go to Top Golf. We can get a, you know, get a healthy sandwich or you know breakfast burrito and you and your kids grandkids nephews nieces right you can play so that's that's our vision is that whole global community coming together connected around our technology and then of course connected in meaningful ways which is you know our purpose it must be so fun to I be able to terrible, right? i can tell you hate your job <laughs> as a golfer i, got, I just got to ask you this so you said inglewood member do you feel pressure on your own game because you're Mr. Top Golf guy? Hey, Mr. Oh. Big Shot to do all your buddies like, hey, Mr. Big, you know, when yeah. when you just totally, you know, duff one or you three putt or whatever. I take it that happens just once in a while, maybe. But does that put a lot of pressure on your own game because you are Mr. Top Golf guy? Yeah, well, it puts, well, people have expectations that somehow you're a good golfer. Which, exactly. Which, which which I'm not. It's a little frustrating because if you talk to Matt, my pro, and you can call him on this. Get, Shout out to Matt at Inglewood. He'll tell you, like, there's hope, right? And, and maybe that's just what pros tell you if they get you to come back. So I can hit some good balls. It's just hard to hit them all right all the time. Um, but I think uh, a well-known pro, I, I won't give him a shout out, said we were playing and he said, you know, Eric, I will play the game. You should keep growing it. <laughs> now, I don't know what he meant by that. I, you know, but um, 
but I took it, you know, I, I, I took it in good humor. But, you know, the great part of golf is, um, and especially the, all the things that PGA were doing about, you know, play golf for fun, right? You know, you know, if you feel like if one time a year you want to go back in the tips and realize that, you know, I can't hit it far, very far anymore, that's okay. But, you know, you know, play it forward, you know, mix and match the tees. You know, I mean, my, the way I love to play around, right, is I try to play one, you know, maybe further back just to have that experience. I don't want to do that 18 times. But if I go to England, you know, a couple holes, that's fun. Move it forward a couple times. So, you know, it's still a real golf shot. It's just, you know, you get a little more, maybe a little more momentum. I think we've all had that experience. If Rather than hitting a six iron downhill, which could be hard if the four tees are there and you get to hit a, a nine iron downhill and you get, you know, you get on the green or close, you get a birdie or whatever, makes the rest of the round fun, right? No, nobody cares that I didn't hit it the six iron from, you know, the 205 where I hit a six. No, I'm kidding. I just had to, yeah, why not? We all lie a little bit. Um, we're golfers after all, you know, it was this close, yeah. I swear. Um, but the, uh, you know, it's, it's how you, it's, it's how you have fun with the game. And so, that's the way I go out with good players is um, I say, hey, I'm a top golf. And remember, we're all about fun. So, you know, we make sure we have some fun. In fact, I created a game the other day with some people. And I said, remember um, Tin Cup? Right, you know. <laughs> of course. So the fun way for me to go out and play golf is to try to hit every shot that you shouldn't try to hit. And if you pull one of them off, then your score is one. Right. So when I came after 18 holes and they go, what's your score? I said two. And they're like, two over, two under. I said, no. I actually pulled off two shots. I probably had 115 because I was trying to hit every shot, you know, that I shouldn't try to hit. But I pulled off, you know, I didn't lay up one time. I, you know, hit a three iron and got it close as, you know, but only one out of 100 shots was good. But I, I count that as one. If you try that with your friends, it's actually, it actually turns out to be, you know, really quite fun and funny. Well, I'm going to go back as we wrap up to the notion of growing the game. And I think what you have done, what you have cracked open is – You've broken down the dogma, the rigidity of it has to be like this. And I would say, says who? And if you want to play three holes, and I know Tiger Woods is creating 12-hole, you know, par three courses. We're seeing the cradle at Pinehurst, things like that. Your experience, though, is just another way that people can hit a ball uh, towards a target, and, and there's so many ways to do it, and it just makes it. You're listening to Golf so Talk Washington with Josh Kearns on Sports Radio 950 KJR so Seattle. Repeatedly, I, I, I'm over that. I love going to uh, to Tracer and seeing what is my clubhead speed and trying to get my clubhead speed up a little bit, or to work the ball or hit a target, or play my favorite par three. You cannot do that on a regular golf course day in and day out, and so I just, on behalf of golfers. <laughs> I, I say thank you. Got to ask you one last question, sure. because with the Top Golf, whether it's on you know in in the suite uh, um, in the Top Golf Lounge, uh, at a lot of places you can play any you know holes from all over the world. Is there a favorite Eric Anderson's favorite hole in the world? If you could go and play one on the simulator out here, what would it be? Well, since first I give a shout out to Augusta because you know I I, I had the good fortune to to play there. Um, so, you know, I, I can't play that because, and, and rightfully so, it's of course, you know, but I, I always love, you know, 12, and I parred that the first time. Wow. I, no, I, I, was, I was lucky. So that's the whole point, you know, I didn't, I didn't shoot one, I didn't shoot par for the whole course. It but, does not matter. You parred 12. First time I parred 12, right? And, uh, you know, 
Kepka didn't do that on the last round, so <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. But um, I like, you know, I love Pebble. I, I'll probably, is it seven, six, mm-hmm. seven, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's just, I, I love that. It's, it's a short hole. It's fun with the wind conditions there. You can hit, and which we can simulate, right? You can, you can hit a pitching wedge or you can hit a four iron, right? So um, that, that to me is, for me, a great, you know, a great hole that I've played enough to enjoy. Eric Anderson's the executive chair of Top Golf Entertainment. Also a great guy, golfer. I hope to see you out there, Eric. Maybe uh, have me out at Inglewood sometime. Well, let's do it. And again, I can't thank Top Golf Executive Chairman Eric Anderson for his generous time. We even had a chance to hit some balls on one of their simulators after our interview. So we're going to take a quick break now, and when we come back, why the State Golf Association is now Washington Golf and what that means for you. Hint. A lot more screaming deals, super fun events, and a whole lot more. I'm Josh Kearns, and this is Golf Talk Washington, powered in part by Sports Radio 950 KJR. With health and fitness all the rage in golf these days, there are plenty of people claiming to be golf trainers and doctors. But Dr. Harry Sesse at Golfletica in Bellevue is the only certified chiropractic sports physician who actually works on tour with top PGA pros. If he can keep tour winners like John Rahm, Andrew Putnam, and others playing and moving their best, he'll be amazed what Doc and the team at Golfletica can do for you. Thanks to their special programs, classes, treatments, and training, you'll play stronger, minimize or eliminate your aches and pains, and better able to enjoy golf in life. Check out golfletica.com in Bellevue today hey golfers you hear me talk about my club Glen Acres Golf and Country Club a lot and let me tell you it's for good reason Glen Acres is truly Seattle's hidden gem just 10 minutes drive south of downtown what an oasis a classic hundred year old design small challenging greens lightning fast at times three grass driving ranges and then a covered one when the weather gets crappy and the benefits go on and on And how about playing a four-hour round or less whenever you want? That's just some of the benefits of Glen Acres. And best of all, the Glen offers private club privileges at a public course price. Glen Acres also has a number of options, including a discounted Twilight membership, couples, family, junior specials. Here's a deal for you. Come and join me at Glen Acres for the next month. We've got a member for a month program. Just pay 250 bucks, unlimited golf and range balls. You can try out the great food in our restaurant. And if you love the Glen like I do, well, then you can join. And if not, you are a private club member for a month. And then you can go back to that weekend slog trying to get a tea time and playing the five-hour round. Give our pro Dan Harrington and the team at Glen Acres a shout or check it out online, glenacresgolf.com. That's glenacresgolf.com. And you can tell them KJR's Dick Fain sent you. He's a devoted Glen Acres member too. And frankly, they all think I'm a big pain in the ass, so my name probably not going to get you nearly as far. You're listening to Golf Talk Washington with Josh Kearns on Sports Radio 950 KJR Seattle. And welcome back to Golf Talk Washington here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. I am Josh Kearns, and I'm going with jazz this year. Class that joined up a bit. Anyway, this show is a labor of love. I do it pretty much for free, well, and, and for free golf. But I couldn't do it without the support of you, the listener, and Washington Golf. So what is Washington Golf, you ask? Uh, you, you knew them as the Washington State Golf Association, and they're, they're just, you know, the stewards of the game in our state. That's all. No big deal. All right, that sounds pretty highfalutin, but really, Washington golf is whatever you want golf to be. It's golf for everyone. And this week, I traveled to their headquarters in Federal Way. And by the way, thank you to the coronavirus for reducing traffic. I appreciate it. Anyway, I sat down with Executive Director Troy Andrew. We talked about just what is Washington golf 
what it means to all of us and, and what they really do for all of us who love the game. So, Troy, first of all, it's great. I can't believe we're starting another golf season. I know the golf season never ends for you guys, but for a lot of us who put the sticks away, we're coming back out. And first and foremost, I got to ask, big change that came over the winter at the end of last season was changing the Washington State Golf Association to Washington Golf. And so a lot of us are seeing wall golf all of a sudden. We fired back up our handicaps and everything. Tell me about that. Yeah, we're excited about it. We went through some uh, strategic planning a few years back. And one of the things we identified uh, amongst the golfing community was what we looked like, what our brand was to the general golfer. And uh, when you look at uh, the tradition of the game and you look at Washington uh, State Golf Association was founded in 1922, we wanted to get a little more progressive and uh, have a brand that maybe more people would identify with in the golfing community. So... So we really, uh, part of our strategic plan was rebranding ourselves so that we took out things such as uh, association because we felt like some people thought, which, which wasn't true, we felt that some people thought that Washington State Golf Association was some unique group and only for certain types of golfers, and it's not. It's uh, We have golf for everyone. So, and, and we dropped off state because so many people thought Washington State Golf Association was a state entity and that we worked for this state and we don't and we're just Washington golf and we provide as many benefits as we can uh, for all types of golfers Um, low handicaps high handicaps mid handicaps men women juniors seniors that's what we wanted to portray with the new brand is that we're simple well let's talk about for those who don't know I mean over the years and you and I have talked about this many times on the show um, you know a lot of people thought of the WSGA as the overseer of handicaps of our course ratings and then the big tournaments the state am the mid am etc etc what is Washington golf? It, it is golf for everyone. Uh, yeah, so that's what it comes down to. That's what we're, we, we still do those things. So just because we rebranded, it does not take away from our core values and our mission to serve the game. And that's what we will continue to do. So we'll continue to do those core services that you just rattled off, the handicapping. We're the partner of the USGA, local um, representative of the USGA. Uh, we're running championships. We're running youth on course. I mean, there's so many programs that we're involved in. So we do look at ourselves as the care, caretakers and, and a major responsibility of governing the game here in the state of Washington. So we try to encompass everything that has to do with the amateur golfer and, you know, the PGA golf professionals, PGA section and the chapters. uh, They're the ones that do the phenomenal job at teaching the game um, and providing service at the the club level. Uh, We're the ones that do it from trying to encompass golf for everyone amongst the entire community and state in northern Idaho. And one of the things we've seen, uh, whether it's top golf, uh, indoor options, things like that, golf is not the same experience for everybody. So when you say golf, it connotes something to me very differently from my wife, for example, who might want to go and play nine holes and then have a, a, a glass of wine. Right. Somebody who might just want to go to a range, somebody who wants to go to a putting course at Gamble Sands or whatever. And I love that you have moved to that over the last few years with, for example, the casual golf days, which are not tournaments. It's just a chance to play these fabulous private clubs on a Monday for 100 bucks. Uh, So it certainly just seems like part of the evolution of where you've been leading the organization anyway over the last few years. Yeah, it is. And and we we have quickly realized that 
um, we needed pro- more programs and services over the last year to to provide that experience for every single golfer, like you said. Um, because even even with the rules modernization that the USGA went through, um, we still know that golfers are out there. Uh, maybe they're not keeping score. Maybe they're just hitting the ball down the fairway, and that's great. And so we want to have something for them. And do we? Yeah, we've got, you know, things like the golf pass where they could get discounts. So we're trying to provide something for every type of golfer. Are we there yet? Not quite, but that's the direction we're going. We don't want to be known as just a handicap organization that runs championships. And I think a lot of people see us that way. And that, that's we do a lot, a lot more. We're visiting with Troy Andrew, who is the uh, CEO of the Home Course, Executive Director of the Pacific Northwest Golf Association, which oversees Washington Golf, the Idaho Golf Association, the Oregon Golf Association. Is BC Golf part of the PNGA too, British Columbia? It is. Okay, so we've got you, all of those, but we're really talking Washington Golf because this show is uh, Golf Talk Washington. And thanks, by the way, for being a, a partner of the show. I I couldn't afford to do this myself uh, otherwise. Uh, Looking at the season ahead then, what are some of the big things you think, you know, just uh, for golfers as we start firing up the season again, they should be thinking about, I know we have a new handicapping system, and we'll talk more about that in coming weeks. You mentioned, uh, you know, we have the Youth on Course program things. Talk about some of those key programs that people should be going to your website, learning about, uh, you know, how they may affect everybody out there. So I think, I, I, you know, getting back to handicapping in the World Handicap System, I think, um, you know, the, uh, our membership base all has handicaps, but I think if anybody were listening in right now and uh, was unsure of getting a handicap, I would say to that golfer, explore it. Look at the opportunities a handicap gives a golfer. It, it's not just for the good golfers. It's not just if you play in tournaments. It's a way to track your scores, your statistics. It's a way to play with a group of friends in an equitable way. Heck, you could play Tiger Woods if you wanted to one day. You take his plus handicap and your handicap and and have a match against him if you really wanted to. So um, I think it's getting in tune with the new world handicap system. If you don't have a handicap, learn uh, learn the benefits of it because I think it's an intimidating word, handicap. And I think people are intimidated by it. So I, I would encourage people to to explore that more. Um, I think looking at, you mentioned some of them earlier, looking at the events and championships uh, that we have. And when I say championships, I use that a little lightly because our tournaments, championships, do have um, you know participation for people for net, you know, which is you know your score uh, minus your handicap, course handicap. So we have events, casual golf days, maybe getting the opportunity to play some of the nice uh, private clubs around, um, diving into our golf pass to see if you want to map out a, a, some golf courses to play and get a discount at, um, and certainly the youth signing up for youth on course to get that kind of access, um, $5 for kids to play golf. So I, I think um, you know just going to our website and exploring the different benefits that, uh, that you're provided beyond what you get at your club is what I'd really encourage people to do because there's a lot out there. Yeah, and I'm going to put in a plug also. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I don't belong to a private club, therefore I can't get a handicap. Mm-hmm. And you can do it, you know, Putts Pro Golf at your retailer. They offer them. Uh, there are a number of different places. You can, your, your public course, even if you play, let's say you're in Seattle, Jackson, Jefferson, one of those, just go up to the counter and say, I'd like to join the men's club order. You don't have to do anything other than, you know, you pay a few bucks and now you've got your handicap. You're in 
the system. You use the great. The app has just been updated again. Yes. And and what I love too is then all the other benefits. You know, like I was down in Palm Springs a couple weeks ago, and you guys had a great deal with Shadow Ridge with Marriott Shadow Ridge, and it was for PNGA members, which is all of us who have a handicap, and you know, great discount on uh, a golf school down there. Yeah. Uh, and those are the kinds of things that you get. You get the magazine yeah. quarterly. Um, your writing staff is really great, except for this contributor who once in a while has stuff in there, uh, initials JK. Um, but it's, it is just back to, I just, I don't think people, so many people I talk to, are, oh, I don't need to, there's nothing in it for me. And it has, it really even just get the handicap because you get all the other stuff. Right. Mariners discounts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's tons of discounts. Most of the major sports entities we've partnered with to get discounts on tickets and it's growing flags. Flagstick Pub we just partnered with for new members can go have, you know, happy hour and play f- uh, free down there. And um, so there's all kinds of things that we're continuing to add for all types of golfers. And, and to your point about people feeling they have to go to a club, that's an r- excellent point, Josh, because uh, one of the factors that many people are hesitant to do is, well, I don't want the intimidation of going to a club and joining public, private, joining the men's or women's club. Just that sometimes that's just an awkward people just want to do their thing. And that's why we started doing it online. Uh, you know, if you go to Wa Golf and click on join, there's all types of membership levels that you can join. And you don't have to go to a club and do it. Just do it online. And we're, our partners are up there like Putts and other entities that are that are selling memberships. So we're also trying to make it easy for the person who doesn't want to be tied to a club, you know, um, every day that that's the club they have to play or a men's club or a women's club they have to play in. So looking at the golf season this year, uh, what are your goals uh, when you sit here uh, in your desk? And I know you occasionally get on the golf course, but you spend a lot more time behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be success for Troy Andrew this year at the end of the 2020 golf season? When What are you trying to accomplish? What do you hope to accomplish? Uh, great question. We, we, we do. We have three major uh, goals that we're focusing on here amongst the million other things we do. Um, we'd like to see the growth in membership. We'd like to get more people engaged in the golf association. And membership is, uh, you know, it's the lifeblood of our association, you know, through dues. But all those dollars go back into the game. We're a nonprofit. So when we talk about growing membership, we are talking about growing the game. So growth of the game happens through us growing membership. The other thing we're hoping to do is get our brand and our identity out there more this year at facilities and, and educate people what Washington Golf does um, for the for the game. And so, you know, being membership based, that that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate people on the benefits of, of what we do for the game. A lot of people look at us as a taxing agency, but at the end of the day we're only getting $36 per member, which is less than a green fee. And the amount of things it's impacting uh, are tremendous. Our, our other goal it would be youth on course. We want to continue. Uh, we're over 3,500 members. Um, you'll hear more about that from our other staff. But uh, we, want to, we, we want to double that in size because we want to give people, young kids, more opportunity to get outside and play by giving them those rates and then hope that they continue with the game as a lifelong sport. And then last, you mentioned staff. Uh, I don't know if people really, I mean, you don't have that many people. There's a small cadre of very dedicated people who work tirelessly, especially during the golf season, whether it's, uh, you know, it was Nate running tournaments from sunup until 10 o'clock at night. You're out there. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Tom Cade, 
and it takes volunteers. And so Washington Golf is not just a small handful of guys sitting up, holed up here in the office in federal way. You can't do any of the things you do, whether it's course rating, whether it's putting on a casual golf without volunteers to come out and be a part of it. So this really is our association. Or isn't we don't use association anymore. Yeah. This is our our group, our, our posse. <laughs> there you go. No, you're exactly right. And I appreciate you bringing that up because the volunteers, as we always say, is the lifeblood of this organization. Uh, our board is made up of all volunteers that um, that love the game and want to give back to the game. And there is no way we've got, what, 14 people, 15 people on staff. Um, and there's just no way we could do what we do without volunteers, uh, hundreds of volunteers that are helping us every day, um, teaching the rules, teaching the new handicap system, helping us at championships, and bringing the game forward. Um, you know, I sit at a table with some really smart people that love the game, but also have a big business background and they're looking out for what's best for golf. And, and it's fun to be around those. It's inspiring to be around people that like to give back so much. All right. Last question. I may have said last question already, but I'm, you know, I can, you can tell I'm lying because my lips are moving. It's an old lawyer joke. Your predecessor, John Bodenhammer yeah. is a big cheese at the USGA. So the question everybody always has are we going to ever get an open back here? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. I ask the same question a little bit, and I think um, I think the USG is very strategic in answering that question, which probably they should be because um, they don't want to give false hopes. But I will tell you um, from what I know and, and knowing John and the USGA, um, it, it's on the table. I think, uh, I think what they're looking forward to first – is having a real successful four ball in 2021. And I think um, if that's successful, I think you'll see some great things coming right after that. Um, I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, Chambers is a special place. And no matter what anybody thinks of that U.S. Open in 2015, it's, uh, there was a lot more positive than negative in many ways. And the USGA recognizes that. So um, I'm optimistic that they'll be back. Um, it may be a while, but they'll be back. Absolutely. Well, and I know you will be championing that. Lastly, Troy, I just got to say, you know, I travel the country in my paying gig. This is not it. Um, we are so fortunate here in Washington State to have the caliber of golf, the diversity of golf offerings that we have from a Chambers Bay to nice little nine-hole munis, you know. I mean, we really have the whole thing. And if you're willing to toughen out, you could play year-round here and everything. And I think that people don't necessarily understand or appreciate just how how fortunate, how blessed we are. This is a pretty darn good place to be running, uh, I was going to say an association again, yeah. but a posse, yes. <laughs> the, 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 the Washington Golf, Golf Posse. I like it. That might be our new motto moving forward. I like it. It is. It's one of the I've, – I've had – the fortune of, of visiting other uh, states and working with their associations to collaborate. And um, I can say that having that experience of traveling a little bit, this is, uh, this is the best known, unknown secret to the many of the golfing community, how great it is out here. So I don't know if we want to encourage a lot of people out here or just keep it to ourselves, but um, with these fall and winters uh, being pretty mild and, and hopefully a great spring. Um, there's no better place uh, to, to play golf in the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's the truth. All right, Troy. Let's tee it up this year, finally. We've talked about it for like 20 years. Yeah, way too long. Let's do it. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, thanks, Josh. 
Hey, by the way, Golf Talk Washington is also a podcast. So if you ever miss uh, the show or you catch an episode late, uh, you can find us on demand anytime on iHeartMedia, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Hope you'll subscribe, share, like, leave us a review, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Golf Talk Washington with Josh Kearns on Sports Radio 950 KJR Seattle. And welcome back to Golf Talk Washington. I am Josh Kearns. And bummer, I've got some breaking news for you golfers from the Seattle Golf Show. Uh, Yesterday we told you that uh, the show would go on as planned Saturday and Sunday. That was the word from the producers of the Seattle Golf Show. But we're just getting word now that the show will only run today from 9 to 4. That's 9 to 4 on Saturday, but not on Sunday because of this COVID-19 outbreak. And I just got a statement from the golf show and producer Brian Beakey. He's very apologetic to everyone, says it's just been crazy and and literally changing minute by minute. So I mentioned Brian Beakey, and I had talked to him earlier in the week and done a big piece previewing the Seattle Golf Show, and of course that's now gone out the window, obviously. But Brian and I also talked about their favorite winter places to play around western Washington because, you know, I mean, it's still just pouring rain out there, and it sucks, I know. Uh, But there are some courses that are way better than others, and recently Cascade Golfer, which Brian edits, did a great feature on the driest courses across Western Washington. And and Brian and I talked about that, and here's a little bit of our conversation. All right, so Brian, the weather not cooperating as such. We need your valuable services. The Cascade Golfer Magazine list of the driest courses in Western Washington, because for a while longer, we're going to be wearing those FootJoy, Gore-Tex. Oh, I hate putting those things on. It's like, God, I really wish I don't have to wear those. First of all, you had a great addition. I encourage people to go back online, check it out if they missed it, which was you listed some of the top dry courses and you talked to the readers there. Uh, How big of a sample, first of all, how broad of an area were you guys able to look at? Well, fortunately, we have readers that are all over the state, uh, which is great. And just like we do when we do our top 10 course rankings, we like to not just put our own opinions in the magazine, but we like to go out to our readers because... We, there's only so many of us. We can only get to so many courses, uh, you know, in the span of a year. And our readers, meanwhile, can get to – when we add in, there's about 100,000 of them, you know. So when we add those people in, all of a sudden we get pretty accurate feedback and information on multiple courses. And they also kind of – sometimes they'll contradict each other and sometimes they'll support each other. And generally we tend to go with the opinions that support each other if it's a course that we haven't played. So – uh, we get we get good feedback from all corners of the state, which is which is great. Let's talk about the list because I was surprised at, at some of the entries on there. There's always the ones we know about. Whitehorse, uh, go down to Tacoma. You know, obviously that you go south, and I know that there are all sorts of glacial, fluvial, whatever the geologic terms are. That the it's just there, there's a lot of sand down there, and so for example, Chambers Bay. But one of the ones that really jumped out at me was Avalon. Uh, a course up in Burlington, north uh, of Everett. And that's a course that I'd remembered a decade ago being kind of a bog in the wintertime. And suddenly here it is on your list and you've got quotes and everything like that. So interesting to see Avalon on the list. Yeah, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why we do why we do get the reader feedback. Avalon's a perfect example of that. Like like you, I had last time I played Avalon in the winter was maybe eight to ten years ago, and it wasn't a great experience. Um, it was it was a mud pit, and uh, you know there was rain, grass all over everywhere, and and 
wasn't particularly mowed that well. And, and yeah, it wasn't a fun experience. Um, and so when we put this out, you know, we had multiple readers reply saying, hey, give Avalon another look. You guys have, you know, I don't know if you've been to Avalon the last few years, but wow, the conditions have really improved there. And, you know, you hear that from one person, you think, okay, maybe that's just someone who's a member out there and loves it. But when you hear it from two readers, three readers, four readers, five readers, all of a sudden it takes on a little more meaning and it kind of gets us to take a second look. Oh, maybe maybe Avalon has improved. So it's exciting to hear that that so many readers are claiming, are, you know, are saying that the, that the course is, has gotten better with its winter conditions because it's one of our favorites um, to go play. Uh, in the summertime, we, we we were just talking a few minutes ago about their all-day play deal, which is just a fantastic deal. And we went out there and played 88 holes there a few years ago, which was a blast. And it's fun to do in the summer. And it, and as their winter conditions have improved, you know, I encourage people to go check them out again at this time of year as well. Yeah, and if you've never been to Avalon, it's a 27-hole complex. Robert Muir Graves, who's designed a number of fabulous golf courses, uh, both around our area but but nationally. So highly recommend that. Who else have we got on the list this year for dry courses? Sure. Well, you mentioned some of the big ones. Obviously, White Horse is the first one that usually comes out of golfers' mouths. Uh, it's, it's you know on a total bed of sand and it's pristine. Uh, I love Chambers Bay in the winter. Um, not only are the conditions great, but you can play it at half the price you're playing it the rest of the year, even a third of the price. Honestly, uh, sometimes uh, the home course, you know, similar to Chambers Bay, located. You know, as the crow flies, uh, just a couple miles down the beach, basically from Chambers Bay, uh, is another great one. Uh, one that uh, always surprises people a little bit, kind of in the sense of Avalon, is Mount Sai. Um, you kind of think being right there, shoved up against the mountains, it would be on the rainier side. Um, but Mount Sai's conditions stay great uh, all winter long. I'm not. You have, to, you have to go talk to an agronomist probably to explain exactly why, or maybe a geologist could tell you why. Um, but that's one that always uh, jumps out at me. Uh, Cedars of Dungeness is, of course, one that you know. Every it's even in the year round is in that little rain shadow up there. So uh, that's one that people talk about a lot, and one that we had never really considered before, um, but got a lot of feedback this year. Uh, just a little bit of a drive uh, up in Bellingham area is Raspberry Ridge. Um, so that was one that we weren't as familiar with, but multiple readers said, "Hey, you got to check out Raspberry Ridge in the winter." So where do people? Uh, where can I go to see your complete list if I didn't get the magazine? And by the way, just a little plug for you guys and your partners at Putts. You have to be a Putts customer. You get on the list, and then you get the magazine sent for free. And I will tell you, I I've been been around for a long time, and I still get excited every time the Cascade Golfer magazine. I think more so than Golf Digest because they're everywhere now. And so, but this is special. This is this local thing that I know you've sweated over. Uh, how do people find the list? Well, I appreciate that. You know, we try and make this magazine. Uh, we really stay focused on that Western Washington reader and every story that we do, we think would, would ourselves as Western Washington golfers care about this? And if the answer is eh, no, then we're not going to write about it. So we don't write at all about a lot about the masters necessarily or things like that, that don't really affect Western Washington golfers. We try to keep it hyper local and, uh, and really feature those courses and people and products that golfers just like us care about. That's, we started the magazine because we were Western Washington golfers and we thought, Hey, there should be something out here for, public course golfers who just want to go out and save some money and find great courses and, and good products and have a good time. So uh, the magazine lives online uh, in addition to the printed issues, as you said, that are mailed out uh, to members of the Putts Golf Club. Uh, you can also pick them up in Putts, uh, Putts Golf stores. And then on CascadeGolfer.com, uh, every issue is archived there under a past issues tab. Uh, so you can flip back through old issues, read old stories, uh, and see our past top 10 lists of the state's top public courses or anything that might catch your interest. You know, one of the courses on the list that I found interesting, too, that's been talked about a lot lately is Legion uh, in Everett because there's work been work been done there that I hear is fabulous. You guys have, have written about that. And I've had a lot of people. It's one of those courses. I've never played Legion. I've lived here since 95. And I've played everywhere from, 
you know, up, up at Suncadia, all the way across to the Cedars of Dungeness and Gold Mountain, which is also on the list, mm-hmm. by the way, Gold Mountain. Um, but Legion, it sounds like, is a course that deserves a look now, especially dry conditions and then with the upgrades as well. Well, we all have our blind spots, so I won't hold that one against you. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Legion is, is one of my favorites. You know, I, I'm a North End resident myself, um, so I'll usually play there a few times a year. Uh, it's a really fun golf course. Um, it's it's more open than a lot of courses are around here. A fewer fewer trees, um, which for the person like me who tends to spray the ball a little bit, it means uh, I'm not going to pay quite the penalty I might uh, out at some other courses. And uh, a lot of fun and challenging holes. Um, it's it's not a sh- particularly short course um, like a lot of munis can be. Um, you know, obviously they they play uh, Everett Amateur and other big time events there. And yeah, the new redesign is really is really neat. They've added some water features. Um, they've added. A really cool new par three and uh, and some new holes and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and then uh, another one I just want to throw out again for the South Enders or the Southeast Enders is the Classic, because I think that's another one of those you know the the courses that came online let's say twenty years ago, uh, and then we had the whole wave of all the new construction that that sort of gets forgotten for a lot of us. And that to me is a course that's worth driving. If you're in the Seattle area, you know, okay, it's going to be 45 minutes or whatever, or six hours if you leave at rush hour. Uh, But the Classic is a great golf course that I always found to be, um, you know, I don't care what time of year that Steve, you know, Steve Moore or uh, Mike Moore, Ryan Moore's dad, and they just do a fabulous job down there. Yeah, you know, we we run our Cascade Golfer Cup tournament series throughout the summer, and we generally try to play it on just the best courses we could find. And for a long time, uh, we had we played events out at the Classic, a beautiful golf course. Um, does have a lot of trees there. That one's a little tighter. I think Ryan has uh, Ryan Moore. You mentioned his dad is the owner of the Classic, and Ryan grew up playing that golf course. Uh, he's credited the Classic um, for helping shape him as a PGA Tour player. Um, because it has smaller greens and tight fairways, and it really trained him to hone his shot-making skills. And uh, on top of that, uh, it's just a really beautiful course. Um, it's really well-maintained. As you mentioned, they do a great job out there. And uh, I, I haven't been out there probably, it's been, oh gosh, maybe five years, probably since about the last time we had a cup event out there was the last time I went out and played the golf course. And uh, I would definitely love to get back there this year. That's something you and I should do this year. We'll get, get a group of people every month and go play a course that we love. We know we loved and we haven't been to in years because there it, it's, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent. It's hard to get around to all these courses there. Okay. Last question. It's the winner. The weather's crappy, but your friends are in town, your relatives are in town. You want to go play one round of golf in the winter where you know your chances are the best, that at least you're not going to sink up to your ankles in mud. Where is it? For me, it's Chambers Bay, hands down. What about you? Uh, my answer to that is exactly the same 12 months out of the year. It's Gold Mountain Olympic. Mm. That is where when I have people in from out of town and I want to show them what the epitome of Washington golf is, um, that's where I go because it's it's so beautiful. Uh, the views are amazing. Um, it has that northwest feel just with the trees and, and the scenery. Um, and then I show them all of that. And then at the end, I show them the price that I paid for that round of golf. And they just can't believe that I that in Washington, you can get that level of an experience for that rate. And that's that's my favorite place to go. And, and as you mentioned, they are on our list of best uh, wet weather courses as well. Uh, drains, terrifically well out there. John Harbottle did an awesome job uh, designing that golf course. So that's my number one choice. There you have it. Don't let the rain deter you from getting out there. Golfers Brian Beakey is the editor of Cascade Golfer Magazine. CascadeGolfer.com. You can read the list and, and, and get the latest episode as well. Brian, thank you. Always a pleasure. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thank you, Josh. Four.
Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of Golf Talk Washington, your local golf show. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. Be back again next Saturday here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. And a reminder, Golf Talk Washington is also a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe, download, rate us. Love to hear from you. Send us a note. And I'll be back next Saturday on Sports Radio 950 KJR with more. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that despite all of this bummer stuff that's going on, that you can still get out, swing the sticks a little bit, and uh, hit them straight and far. Take care. <laughs>